Extra Points is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. Great odds and markets for the NBA, NHL, MLB, and so much more. Awesome new and existing user promotions. It's America's number one sportsbook. It's easy to use. It's safe and secure, and you get your winnings fast now. Winnings are delivered in as quick as two hours, and it's fun to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same-game parlay. Discover the most popular same-game parlays each day right when you log in. And if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code EXTRAPOINTS so they know I sent you. Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. All right, welcome to the Extra Points Podcast, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Happy Monday morning to you, Cousin Sal, coming to you with spaghetti and meatballs because they're fiddling with the knobs. Babyface Joel Solomon, he's here producing this mess. And joining me as always, my dear, dear pals, Dave Damashek, Martin Weiss, what is happening, fellas? How are you feeling? Martin, you have to be feeling better than Dave at this point, I think, because an embarrassing, an embarrassing thing happened to Sheck's, uh, one of Sheck's uh, favorite squads this weekend. I know I'm feeling better than two people. That's Dave and uh, Ben Simmons, because I didn't have to get an epidural in my back, nor did I see my team lose 21 to nothing. That's so the I'm- whole thing, Sheck. 21 nothing. What a disgrace. A disgraceful oh, I mean, I performance is- from the City of Champions, one of the, one of the, Teams that mm-hmm. rightfully holds himself up there as a, a, a participant in the city of Chan. How? What are we doing here? Twenty-one nothing. They lost to the Cubs. I'd love to agree with you here, but that is uh, a, fo- a mere footnote in the embarrassment of this past weekend for black and gold related teams. The Pittsburgh Penguins went into dirty Philadelphia and <laughs> lost to the Bum Flyers, and in fact got hammered there when they really needed to win the game. Mm-hmm. Listen, what's important is that we make like the Buccos did on Sunday in Wrigley Field and move forward. Let's not live life in the rearview mirror. I think it was a nice victory to actually show up. They put their uniforms on after being disgraced 21 to 0 by a big league ball club. They put on their uniforms the next day. They went out there and lo and behold, they won a ball game there. It was pretty good, actually. I guess so. And yes, that is the takeaway, right? Saturday's loss is worth the same as Sunday's win, right? Except that 21, I mean, at what point is, and there's all these kinds of things like, well, the Bears don't even have a 20 point shutout to their record in the last 20 years. <laughs> like that, that's in the last 20 years, they don't. The Cubs do. Um, why, is that I like most- that, why I like it, yeah. why I like it so much is right. Like it's Wrigley has plenty of those uh, legendary games of like, the Phillies and Cubs played that one. What was it like 29, 28 or whatever the final score was. Mm-hmm. So when the wind is blowing out, but apparently they only put the wind on when the Cubs were at the plate, 21 mm-hmm. for the one team, zero for the other. <laughs> that's, that's a double down on the shame. But listen, we have uh, the most embarrassing loss in franchise history. I'm trying to think, I mean, 21 is pretty good. Like 15 would be embarrassing. 30 is outrageous. 21 is should be the tops. I mean, I there's mean, only 27 outs in a baseball game. Yeah, like, to score 21 runs, that's nuts. I didn't even see who was pitching towards the end there. But is that the most embarrassing? Maybe you guys can recount. Like, for me, the Mets, the most embarrassing moment is every single time Lenny Dykstra tweets. But um, aside from that, I don't know that we had a 21 nothing loss. Well... You know, I, I mean, this is coming from somebody who obviously cares about uh, about sports history a little bit, and specifically yeah. to the Pittsburgh Pirates. I will point to 
what happened in the 1960 World Series against the mighty New York Yankees. The Buccos got destroyed. They lost three games in the best of seven series, and they got annihilated, double-digit losses three times over, and they still won the World Series. So, you know, maybe... Maybe I can point back to, you know, 60 So you're predicting that Pirates are going to win the World yes. Series. Let's check on Fandle. Let's see what, I mean, you Thank probably you. could get decent odds for that, at least two, three to one, I'm guessing. I'll tell you what, Martin, does anything, good, does anything jump out, Martin, for, to you as, a, as an embarrassing loss for one of your franchises? I mean, this is just I, not a meaningful game, of course, uh, for, the, for the Pirates, but still. See, I think I have more like losses that just were in big stages, but I wasn't planning on like Heard like when Michigan more. lost yeah. to Georgia. Like I, the, you know, I, the, the, they're playing different sports almost damn near. When you look at the right. players that Georgia got compared to Michigan, it's not like see here. Everybody here is a pro. Like there's what like there's that's tough for me. Maybe man. not. Never, Maybe not. <laughs> I'll tell you enough. sincerely, the most embarrassing loss since yeah. I became a sports fan for one of my teams. Sincerely was when the Browns came into Heinz. Yeah, I was going to say that. I had that jotted down. Baker Uh, Mayfield and company beat the Steelers. Mm -hmm. And not too too much better was when Blake Bortles' Jaguars came into Heinz Field and uh, and beat the Steelers. Those those are probably 1A. Yeah, I had money on the Steelers. But but at least the... Steelers fought back in that that Browns game. Ah, oh, we could talk about it. Anyway, you're going to get your Pirates at 500 to one. Well, getting killed. Well, you remember too, Sal, as a, as an old <coughs> that uh, in 1991 mm-hmm. that the Buckos were heavily favored to beat the Atlanta Braves. The upstart. Bet them uh, there Braves. too. Bet them there and too. Ask Harry. I was games. in a bar with Harry. I threw a chair across the bar. I was so <laughs> with mad. John Smiley. He pulled the all-time move, the starting pitcher, the lefty, uh, one of their better mm-hmm. pitchers that season. He tells Jimmy Leland, the skipper, Jimmy Leland goes to him. He's like, you have arm trouble, Smiley. If you can't go, mm-hmm. don't go. No shame. We can't put you out there. It's it's uh, win today or, or gone forever. Smiley's like, no, right. Skip. I want the ball. Then he gives up a three-run home run in the first inning. And then after the game, he's like, yeah, my arm just wasn't right. Then don't, <laughs> then don't, tell, then don't tell Jim Leland that you're ready to go. Back out, like do like a Ben Simmons and weep about it in advance. Don't go out there and then after the fact making a joke. Well, as it turns out, I wasn't right. What were you doing out there? All right. I I mean, mission accomplished. Now you made me upset. Exactly. That's exactly what I was trying to do. I was trying to get you upset about the 21 nothing loss. You obviously couldn't give a crap about it. We had to go back in the way back machine. Uh, <laughs> shit, what are we, 35 years now, I think. But uh, but it worked, Martin. See, <laughs> so you persevere and it, and it eventually comes through. Uh, Andrew McCormick is a big winner. Five right in our prop quiz. Man, these are tough. You guys playing these? I mean, you got your gold caps already. Andrew McCormick now has one too. But you're playing these bands. It's tough. Five out of ten. Good job by him. He gets it right. Extrapoints.com. We're going to have a prop quiz up, I think, later today. Uh, all focused on Harry's wedding. This will be fun, right? Maybe you guys can answer uh, these questions. Will, how many people will it take to lift Harry in the chair over under three and a half? Oh, I'm going over. Over, yeah. (laughs) I'm going over. Just off the balance. (laughs) I mean, of course. Normal human beings, yeah. I mean, here's here's the X factor or two X factors. Spaghetti and (laughs) meatballs. They both, instead of of hitting their gymnasium, doing their... Mm -hmm. uh, Doing their um, free weights, they can just, you know, Harry, you know, do the the Harry thing in the chair. The Harry Nagila, yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, But spaghetti meatballs, could you, could you both lift Harry if it was just the two of you had to do it? I think we could. 
Yeah, and you got to like walk around with them though. It's not just like I got them up you and I got to put them down. Up. Like, right. yeah, it, yeah, it's, it's a lot of like pressure on the shoulder, neck region. But, uh, but <laughs> yeah, balls, I, I've seen me ball squat. He gets deep, so we could do. We gotta, well, we squats. Yeah, I guess it's more squats than anything. I was gonna say you should work three days shoulders this week just to just to set. But yeah, you're right. It is squats, right? It's legs. Okay. All right, so that's going to be fun. We're going to have that prop quiz up. Uh, we're going to go over NFL. we got three quarterbacks we're going to target here. Corral, Ritter, and Howell. Do they go in the first round? We have the answers for you. Uh, NBA, my God, so much to go over. Uh, every series is four games complete, and now we get good. Now it gets good. The nitty-gritty. I would say two of these series, I'm confident, are over. Um, I was about to oh, say, Sal, you you, uh, you 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 deaded the Brooklyn Nets one game to they're only they play their fourth game tonight, right? No, no, no. Oh, I'm sorry, you're right. I thought everybody had four exactly. No, right. yeah, that that is the yeah. that's the one sweep that is still in play for the cap of consequences so, that we'll talk about in a little bit. Well, let's do it now. Let's do it now because that game has a lot uh, attached to it. You brought up uh, Ben Simmons and whether he's going to play. First of all, let's discuss that right now. Ben Simmons comes out and announces, I I think after game three, after they lost game three, went down three, nothing the Nets. He's like, I'm all in for game four. And we all had a good laugh. And now he's saying he's out. Um, I think he should be out. I think there's a lot of problems with this guy to begin with, but What's the benefit of him playing? I mean, I think either way you're getting uh, thanks a lot, asshole, is the response, right? If he has, if he goes six for six from the field and has three steals and makes all his free throws, it's like, yeah, thanks a lot, asshole. Where you been all this time? And if he goes 0 for 12 and, and just, uh, you know, sits after two quarters, it's like, yeah, thanks a lot, asshole, right? Am I, am I looking at this the wrong way? It's like there, this is no win for Ben Simmons. See, I do think, though, like if he came anyway. out, if Ben Simmons came out, held Jason Tatum to – 15 points, right, and and, mm-hmm. and seven turnovers, went six for six from the field, and made two free throws, people would be shocked, I think. People would be like, I think that, uh, and, and, and won this game, and hell, if somehow the Nets were able to turn this series around, all would be forgiven. Yes. It's just not going to happen, right? <laughs> That's just not what Ben Simmons is going to do if mm-hmm. he was going to play. That you know, just wasn't like, he's a good defender, sure, but he hasn't played high-level basketball in a year. But if he puts those stats together and they win one game and then are bounced in five, it's still a thanks asshole game, right? Shaq, how do we avoid the thanks asshole game for Ben Simmons? I, I like Marty's uh, fanciful thinking there. So if only the Buckos just win their next game 22 to nothing, all is right in the world. So that's problem exactly. solved. Yeah, no, but um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, there's money involved here. If Ben Simmons plays, he would have made more money versus sitting this one out am i not mistaken about that so i guess there's right there he's taking a little bit of the heat off himself by sitting this one out because that would be a bad look if he ended up making making more money by just walking out onto the floor it's all a bad look it's which bad look do you want at this point right well the bad look slash funniest look slash one of the all-time great sports images is that one of ben simmons (laughs) dressed up in 27 different colored uh, uh, pieces of uh, apparel standing there looking like the saddest man on earth as uh, right. Robert Williams throws one down against his uh, would-be teammates. It's pretty uh, pretty GD. I feel like Martin has worn that to one of the events I've seen him at without the sad look, but I think Martin <laughs> could pull that off, right? I, I'll tell you this. Ben Simmons is really, I'd say in the last, uh, in just qu- t- calendar year 2022, just kind of thinking off the top of my head, you got Dawn Staley and Ben Simmons as the 
as the best dressed on the sidelines. Oh, uh, Dawn yeah. Staley and the national champion. I mean, just what? What is, what is that? What is that? Wait, face? whoa, whoa, Ben! You're you're being sincere. Oh, he liked. I know. I knew Mart would like. Ben it. Yeah. Simmons's outfit was good. Marty Weiss this weekend. Saying, the uniform the and wholeheartedly disagrees. That was a ridiculous outfit. All right. Well, for first someone, of all, Dave, someone, so someone somebody with who, a low profile, someone who's trying to keep a low profile, who shamed himself with this with this uh, so called season during his career, his a short term career as a professional mm-hmm. basketball player, chooses to go out and look like that on the sideline, so that it's impossible to keep your eyes off of him. But besides that, just the just the look aesthetically, egad, man. Dave, see, I'm starting to realize more and more about you the more time that we spend together, even though we're remotely today. The uniform, it's all a cry for help because you only wear the same three shirts. So, like, that's why, that's why, that's why, you know, see, Sal, Sal, I've known Sal for a few years now. Sal has adjusted. Sal's tried soccer shirts. Sal's tried polo shirts. Sal's tried the the, the, yeah. You know, he's tried the stripes, but I'm just saying, Sal's not afraid to try something new. You, Damashek, I don't know what happened. So we'll get to the bottom of this sometime in another episode mm-hmm. of Extra Points, I'm sure. But deep down somewhere, Dave, you got to expand your closet, baby. Reach out there. There's more out there in the world than black and gray. <laughs> black Albert and gold. Einstein, yeah. Jeff Goldblum's character in The Fly, and Dave Damashek and Jay Leno, we all wear the same thing. Why? Because we can't burden our brains <laughs> With, with this nonsense. We just try to dress in a way that you don't notice our clothes. As fashionista from way back, Bo Brummel once said, the mark of a well-dressed man is one whose clothes go unnoticed. I hope that that's the case for me so that we can move on and consider more important issues. Well, that's like fine, men. but then you can't call yourself the uniformant, right? If you're yeah. going to want like, to be hell unnoticed I yourself. I'm here to judge yeah. others, friend. I'm not, I'm not in, the, in my own crosshairs. Marty Weiss I mean, and whoever can can JV kind of- their evaluation of my outfits. No matter. And by the way, you know what, Marty? Uh, here's a here's here's a great lesson for you. Attack at uh, at your own uh, caution because we went to one of those medieval thi- uh, what's it called uh, Renaissance fair this weekend. We we took the kids and it was great. Um, and. Uh, my wife, uh, the, on Friday, I gave myself one of my, my great haircuts, as you can plainly see, and she frowned on it, as usual. Why she are you doing this, terrible. like, three times a week now? You're giving yourself a haircut. You're like, oh, yep, that's no, bad, that's bad, that's bad. Is it once a month? Once I a feel, month uh, or so, I give myself a haircut. No. So I gave myself a haircut, and she berated me. How dare you? You have a job. I'm a kind mm. of person goes out into the world with a haircut that looks like that. First thing, we went there. We met uh, her friends there as well, their, their families. And the first thing they said was like, whoa, Dave, you look great. That's a great haircut you have there. And I said, <laughs> ha ha. That's what I said. And that's what I say to you, Marty. Ha ha. I look good. <laughs> uh-huh, that, Marty. He got him. You got me. You got me, buddy. <laughs> I look right. fine. I look fine for a man of my advanced age. Dave's rattled. 21 You do nothing. look fine. I'm not That's saying, but I'm, all I'm saying is it's just very interesting that you have, uh, I, at any given moment, I could scroll down your Twitter and find a media picture of uh, 56 different multicolored uniforms all ranked from top to bottom. But right. you probably don't, you know, that's, it's, just, it's just fascinating to me. That is I'm, I'm just leaning into to the inevitable. I'm really becoming J. Jonah Jameson. I mean, that's really the aesthetic that I'm starting to achieve here. Spider Man's the, uh, the Daily boss. Bugle or whatever. What, oh, which one does he I, work at? The, I, it was just Jay Leno. Now you're Jay Leno. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
I don't know. You're all right, all I don't look good, but all right, listen. Uh, let, let's, uh, let's Mar- I, I do want to get to Martin's uh, with the Nets thing, but you beat uh, Mark Gunnels in Kappa Consequences. Well, what happened is you made a bet with him. You said uh, you tried to rook him. You tried to say under two and a half series of the eight series will will there'll be sweeps in fewer than three of the series. And he yeah. smartly, he's a very smart man, this Gunnels. He, he said, no way. This is going to be one and a half. One and a half is your number. One and a half was the correct number. And now there's only potentially one sweep. So you won that, right? Yes, absolutely. I tried to uh, I tried to get him to two and a half and he wouldn't bite. But I mean, Sal, you heard it and go back and listen to the lemon pepper parlay on the money mm-hmm. grab feed because he was adamant about how much better these guys were. The Suns were going to sweep this and that and all that. And I'm like, you know what? Put your money where your mouth is, or better yet, put the cap of consequences where your yeah, mouth is. We might get no sweeps and at, I, at and most I, one. All right, so we got we're you. gonna help you think of some fun things to put in that cap. He's gonna he's gonna pick tomorrow. You say yes, and okay. and for the record, this is the second bet that we have lost that Mark has lost to me since so Mark has uh, entered into the lemon pepper parlay basketball edition. What the, was first the first one? one. Yeah, I bet him the Lakers would miss the playoffs. And he's like, the Lakers are going to make the playoffs. Oh, so right. Like, yeah, so I was like, All right. so there but we he go. Hits so- his, he hits his parlays pretty uh, frequently, though. It's just these side bets with you he's not doing well. All right, so so let, let's do It's ironic, though, with yeah. Marty because he won the Lakers bet. Because, mm-hmm. Well, actually, he wins them both because of injury, really. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what you're, you're, you're a, uh, a skeptic about, uh, about the well-being of these high-end athletes. All these things are based around big-time injuries. The Lakers don't get AD back, ergo they miss the playoffs. Chris Middleton is the reason the Bucks aren't going to sweep, and Devin Booker is the reason that the Suns don't sweep, right? I don't know. I don't know. What, I, where, at what point did AD have to come back to uh, – I'm not positive. Obviously, if he's there thank for the – Thank you, Sal. You know. Thank you. Because I've been hearing this talk maybe, too though. much. Yeah. And you know what? I'm sorry. You yeah. know, I didn't turn off the sliders. I didn't turn off the yeah. injury sliders. Like, it's just real life. People get hurt. It's well, and also AD is the one, right? He's on the court. Well, how many times does he bounce off the court? 16, 17 times a game? So right. you're, you're playing your percentages with him. Um, all right, let's get the three because there's three games a night now for the next, um, I think, 13 weeks. That's finally how they get down to two. Your hockey playoff checks start I think a week from today. So that's exciting. We'll dive into that in a minute uh, or in, well, well, within the next week or so. I'm going to go Brooklyn. What is this now? One. I don't know. Shit. <laughs> All right. I think they salvage game four. I don't know how they Whoa, do it. That Gun- is a bold pick, man. Well, no, it isn't. It's a pick them and minus one, whatever. I don't know. It, it's a, it's a pick them game. Uh, you know, you got Bruce Brown who actually plays. He's like, he's trying. I have to think, well, what do we think of Durant? Did he just forget how to play basketball? Does he just not want to advance with this team? Like, I, I feel like maybe don't bet him over 28 and a half points or 26 and a half points, but I feel eventually he's going to want to shoot. Eventually he's going to get fouled. He's going to remember how to get to the foul line. I just think they salvage this. I don't feel great about it. I think they win. Well, go ahead, Shaq. You're taking Boston to sweep. I definitely am. I, um, I it's as I say all the time. I just think sometimes we we look at home court and attribute too much power to it in the positive. Mm. It it is going to be a home court disadvantage for Brooklyn. The Boo Birds are going to be out at the first sign of trouble. This is bad. Mm. This is this is a train wreck, and it's and it's going full speed now. You know, mm. from Ben Simmons to whatever's going on with KD to Kyrie. Apparently, 
um, you know, not showing up from game to game or some games he's he's dynamite, other games he's a no-show. This thing is yeah. a mess. I don't know how 48 minutes is going to make things right. I think the Celts are, you know, the blood is in the water and I think they look to to eliminate them and succeed in doing it. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, we'll never get we'll never get a real answer here, but if you put the truth serum, if you if you fed it to Steve Nash, to KD, to Kyrie, and said, listen, your choices are you make the playoffs and get swept by the Celtics, or you lose two of those play-in games and you never make the playoffs. What do they answer? I bet it's close mm. at this point because this is freaking embarrassing, Martin. I mean, it is embarrassing. And, and the thing that, like, the worst part about all of this to me is you traded, essentially traded James Harden who, mm. I mean, is not the same guy that we've known when he was MVP, runner-up for all those years, finally getting one in Houston, all of that, right? We know he's not that same guy. But you know he's better than Seth Curry, and, mm-hmm. and that's essentially the place that he has on the lineup right now. Andre Drummond, you could take him or leave him, and that's who they got back with him. Without Ben Simmons playing, like, this season for the Nets has you can go back and point at a whole bunch of different individual items like Kyrie's vaccination status and so on but like mm-hmm. they don't have a good head coach they don't play good defense they don't and then also too like the other things that go with that like all right maybe you should have had an idea that Kyrie's not going to be vaccinated and we're going to be doing this type of stuff with him going forward right so like we could address it but even the messaging from Steve that like that organization needs I think it's I think losing in the play-in mm-hmm. would have been I think it would have been it wouldn't have been as bad as losing in the first round because losing in the first round was four games and you could really see it as opposed to but but the but idea what's that weird this, is we couldn't see it. I mean, I agree with everything we're all saying. I definitely agree with what I'm saying. But what what's strange is, and that's what makes this business great, it was what, eight days ago they played on a Sunday? Was that Easter Sunday when they uh when they lost to the Celtics, when you said they could have beat the Celtics, when Kyrie was the best player we've seen mm-hmm. uh, in these playoffs for that game. Like, oh, my God, that would have changed everything around. And now now the narrative is like this team didn't belong there in the first place. I'm with you. I, that, I'm on that side right now. It's just it's just I, I don't know what happened to Kevin Durant. Yeah, like, but you I, could no kind of also see that the that the Nets need to make needed to make their hay early in the series because the front line for all the star power sure. um, in the backcourt, it was going to be that the Celts had the advantage there. The Nets blew their opportunity right there in game one and then didn't come for back sure. and get game two to make it all right. But I don't know if it's the original sin. I think it was like a fantasy trio. It sort of harkens back to what the Celts did with KG and 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 their guys, uh, you know, 15 years ago mm-hmm. at this point. Then that led to the Miami Heat big three. This was the most fantastical attempt yet. This was just three of the 25 best scores in NBA history, which looks good uh, in a fantasy lineup. But apparently, I mean, I guess we'll never know now. Uh, was an absurd, but... What's crazy is the uh, speaking about on paper and what it looked like. Ben Simmons now. Oh, we have, we we have a ball stopper um, with Ben Simmons to go along with those two scores. That makes sense. But what the hell happened in making that trade? How did they accept Ben Simmons as damaged mm. as he apparently was? We thought it was like he had a, he had emotional issues or whatever. And like right. at what point? 
The the back is just has kept him out the entire no, thing. Who nobody they, mentioned they that. Thought, nobody mentioned they, that. They thought he was going to play. Several like the game before they I went know, to Philly right. they, in the regular season. They were talking about, oh yeah, we expect to see Ben Simmons make his debut then. Like right. it seems to me like he just don't want to play. Like I mean, how how sore can your back be from sitting down all damn day? Yeah. Martin, what's your I mean, pick? what the hell happened here? Break, break the I mean, like, here. don't don't the Nets sue him for the money or something? I mean, for real. I'm not I'm not jiving. I just can't believe how what they the hell, how'd they make that deal? How'd they even make that with, deal in hindsight? Him. What were they doing? Like, check, when, when, but but they could have won game one easily if uh, that spin move doesn't work by by ten. I'm like, game two, you guys were recording minus three. It was nine nothing nets. Like just take it from that point. Did you think when they were up nine nothing and down a game that they would be looking at elimination on uh, Monday? Like it's really, really strange. Even with everything that we just said went on, it's uh, strange to me. But Martin, go ahead, pick because we have to move on. What's I'm taking, uh, break? The I'm going to take Brooklyn. Uh, I don't feel good about it, but again, like K- how many yeah. games in a row is KD going to look like he lost his powers? I feel like he's going to. I know. I feel like this. He's going to at least shoot thirty times today. So if he right. shoots thirty times today, I feel good about the Nets. In, in one game. How do you so, not remember how to get to the foul line? All right, second game, uh, Toronto. There's something wrong with him, right? He's, we're going to learn that he has something wrong with his left hand or something like that. Like, I mean, he can't hold the ball, for goodness sake. I guess All so, right. right. Yeah, when you forget how to dribble. Sixers minus eight, Toronto. This is game uh, five, right? Three games to one. Toronto blew that. I guess that was that Thursday night game, right? They were winning after first, second, third. I know because I had them wire to wire, and then Embiid hits that crazy, crazy ass three. Oh my god, uh, I was so to, stressed! To I thought that series was going to sweep. Yeah, that's that. right. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> that was it. And then the Raptors come back, which is not normally what happens. Usually, when a team goes down three zero, even though the fourth game is uh, with the inferior team is at home, it's usually uh, done with. But the Raptors look pretty good now. They're catching eight from the Sixers. Uh, Barnes is not on the injury report. Fred Van Vliet is questionable, but I like this Toronto team, chippy team, to keep it close against Embiid. I don't know what's going on with that thumb. I feel he'll get a full boat of uh, minutes, but I'm getting eight points here. Martin, which way are you going? Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking the points as well with the Raptors. Uh, again, a lot of this comes down to coaching, and I think that just like in the Brooklyn-Boston uh, series where Boston has Miles better, the better coach, mm-hmm. I think that uh, Nick Nurse is pretty significantly better than Doc Rivers especially when it comes down to really? late game, like late game, out of timeouts, like out of, out of in and out of breaks. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I see those kind of being the points that make up this eight, right? Like some of those kind of, I don't see them being super competitive in this, but I do think they keep it close. All right, I don't think they're really threaten to win. Eight went up from seven well, and a half this morning. Yep. I'm pretty sure Freddie V is officially out for this one. So yeah, I will take the Sixers at, at home. Yeah. I do have my concerns. We talk about it all the time that Sixers fans think that they're more important than they are. They boo their ho- their own team and get in their own team's head. That could happen if things start. The Raptors get a sense of like, whoa, if we just, this is the big one. You're on the road. Mm-hmm. If you can take this one, then you're like, we're going back home for game six. And then if we can, for- we can force a game seven, who knows what happens? I think the Sixers, um, as close as the as close as this series has been, I think the Sixers put them away in how double digit win for the home team tonight. I'm trying to think of Harden. I'm looking at his numbers here for the last few games. I mean, this he's really been bad out too, and that's the push. I know, I know. It's, uh, that, that's, isn't that weird? Like he, he's he's he made out huge on this deal. He made out oh, yeah. huge on this trade. Right. He's the big winner. Five for seventeen. All right, seven for thirteen, and that's our. Uh, yeah, he's not been good. 16-21 for 
56. Is that right? And he's looking at advancing while that Nets team he left is uh, about to bow out in disgrace. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think Barnes does a little better. Maybe Gary Trent doesn't go as crazy as he uh, did the last game. What did he have? Uh, 24 or something? Yeah, 24. But uh, I think they keep it close. All right. And then the last one, Shaq, we have, where are we here? Uh, Dallas, three point favorite against Utah. You know, a lot of people are like, all right, let's get done with this series. This is uh, These are second-rate Western teams. But the winner plays the winner of Phoenix, a hobbled Phoenix team who really can't advance. It's all on Chris Paul's shoulders. If you've watched any t- any amount of time mm-hmm. in that game, you'll see that. Uh, or the Pelicans. So one of these two teams could be around for a while. Check, I'm going Dallas minus three. I actually like them in the first half and to win. Uh, I-, I picked that on against all odds. You get plus money on that. Which way are you going? I lost my balls because, well, it's because of Luca and and the question marks around him going into this one. Because in the run up to it, I thought mm. the, the Mavs are strangely being ignored in the conversation about who could survive the West here. But then Luca yep. got bad, and then it was like, so. But yes, I'm I'm with you completely. I mean, they very well could blink and find themselves in the conference finals. There, I say the Mavs get this one and uh, cover that three and a half. Three, yeah, it is up to three and a half, two twelve and a half. Uh, Martin, you mentioned the Jazz are the most frustrating, or maybe we mentioned it together, at least yeah. in the Western Conference. Very Easily. frustrating to watch. Uh, Dallas lucky to be 2-2 right now. Without Luka, Luka played last game. Injury didn't slow him down at all, right? He had 30. Um, what do you like, though, for game five? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm taking Dallas as well. Um, I think, mm-hmm. actually, you said they were lucky to, to be 2-2 without Luka. I think that they were playing better without Luka. And I'm not saying that obviously the answer is not to bench Luka or anything Mm -hmm. like that. But I think that they had something going with the Brunson and Dinwiddie and spreading the floor and uh, kind of putting Rudy Gobert in that that terrible decision. Do I guard the rim? Do I take the corner three? Guard the rim, corner three. Mm -hmm. So I think that they'll actually kind of scale back a little bit some of the Luka minutes. I wouldn't be surprised to see more Brunson on the ball. And I think if that's the case then I think Brunson over 20 points feels good, and uh, Dallas minus three. Brunson averaging 30 this series. So, And uh, anyone you talk to thinks he's getting uh, like $350 million to play basketball next year. But no, he's uh, he's definitely kept them in this. Uh, what else do we want to talk about? All right, so that takes care of tonight. Well, there was another protester the other night in Minnesota. This one didn't stand a chance. Oh, um, no. This one, uh, you know, I mean, we had our talk with our protest the other day. She was delightful, right? Very nice. Uh, I'm not mm-hmm. saying that this one wasn't nice, but they had the security guard. Maybe we could pull this up. I'm sorry. I should have brought this up, but they had the security guard. You guys see the up close look at the security guard who had his eyes set on this woman. There was no way she was getting out of his uh, sight. And she made a move to get on the court. And bang, he tackled it right at the three-point. It was was not clear if it was behind the arc or right on the arc or what, but he nailed her. And I'm not sure. Look, I I think it's fun. Uh, I don't care about this series otherwise, but it's kind of got to stop. I I didn't get political with the the other day, but uh, enough with the chickens. We we can't have this because this is going to end up being a bad thing, right? One of these security guards is going to seriously hurt one of these 75-pound women and then it's gonna, there's going to be a racial thing and everything. It's, it's just going to be bad. It's got to stop now. Here, let, let's watch this. Did you guys see this up close? All right, go ahead. Speak. There you go. He's looking at it, right? He's two seats away. She makes her move. 
Look at the closing speed. Oh, my God. Yeah. Now, there's I mean, a lot of he, jokes about how he should be drafted this look, year. His I mean, he, he, name he is Pierre. literally yeah. jumped jumped over the rose seats and mm-hmm. met her right in the hole. Right? Right yep. in the hole. That's what you like to see. You know, shoulder, shoulder to head contact. You know, yep. clean hit, no penalty. I like it a lot. I mean, it, and the wrap up after. But you're absolutely, yeah. what's going to end up happening? If they don't stop doing this, it's going to be like the tournament where you have the benches that are like down and you have the coaches that are just sitting on the stool. And that way there's more natural barriers into getting onto the court. Yeah. Because Martin, like I I know seats are expensive, but they could have they could do this five times a game. Right. There's nothing. Why is it only once? Like what? Spend ten thousand dollars on seats. Do it five times a game, uh, and then it's really an, an issue. They're only doing it once, and like I said, Shaq, this, someone's going to get hurt, and then forget the chick. Who cares about the chickens anymore? I'm sorry. Well, first of all, I hope uh, first-round draft pick from a couple years ago, Devin Bush, was paying attention. That's the kind of assertiveness <laughs> we need of making a play behind the line of scrimmage. Um, two, it, right. it just harkens for me. I, you know, I, 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 I wish. We could go back as a society. It was so charming back in the early 80s when two drunk guys jumped on the field at Three River Stadium during a Buccos game. They went one glad-handed with Pop Stargell, but then the cops tackled him. The other one ran free in the outfield as as, uh, the uh, PPD chased him around out there. And there he was, future Metropolitan Bill Robinson out in left field there, waved the drunken fan over, the streaker. Come this way. Mm-hmm. And he went over there and Bill Robinson gave him gave him the hand ladder and boosted this hero up over the outfield wall and away from the coppers. That was a better society. Now everybody tackling everybody and making their statements. People are gonna get hurt. I'm with you hundred percent. It's it's bad. But what are you finding out, babyface, about this protester? Oh, I mean, the plan was uh, she was going to shed her outer jacket and reveal a matching uh, uh, as the officials. Uh, yes. What for? Why? I don't know. Maybe they, they would have been confused and they were like, oh, it's a fourth official or I don't uh, know. It was very strange. Either way, protesters have spent more time on the court this playoffs than Ben Simmons. So this yeah, is- that's true. Uh, that is true. This yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a corner because uh, uh, like uh, Glue Girl followed me on Twitter and all this. This is a corner of the Internet that I've been in Glue for a Girl. while. Her plan was to eject Glenn Taylor. Because that, that uh, she was sitting I directly see. behind him, and she split between him and who, the women he was with, and it was like, uh, you know. But he wouldn't. Ha- he wouldn't have had to have left, right? If she ejects him, right? he could. Probably, I don't think so. I don't think a fan can tell the binding. owner of the team to leave, and and gotcha. that has any right. uh, relevance. They're but, getting a little too cute, and they're going to get a little too hurt. I think they're going to end up in the hospital here, and it's going to be it, it's going to be bad. It's not going to be as funny as uh, as we. I'm saw surprised. Last week. You know, the player protests are things. Now we've seen Colin Kaepernick take a knee, obviously, famously, and got a lot of pushback on that. Jim McMahon wore the Roselle headband right. way back when in in '85 uh, or because in he wasn't allowed to wear Adidas. Yep. The one that would have been funny would have been Dennis Rodman used to threaten, like, when I retire my last game, I'm just going to strip nude and walk off the court. That would have been funny right. if, if if he would have done that. But I'm surprised that some player Brown isn't almost willing to just pull his yeah. shirt off and, like, have some statement, some political statement uh, on right. his chest or something like that as he leaves the court. That might be the yeah. next move. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, but that guy. I want to get that guy on, babyface. We gotta have, we gotta afford an equal time here. We had the protester. I'd like to get the security guard on because that was that was fair. a textbook hit. 
And uh, I'm glad she didn't get hurt, but everything else about it was terrific. And like I said, he's locked in. What is that, third quarter? I mean, he was probably staring at her for an hour and a half, right? They're so like, it, yeah, it gives me the feeling that they must have kind of just, they, they probably just had kind of wandered down there. I don't think that they have been, like, because it, it, it was it's odd the amount of attention the security guard is paying on this person. But um, right. my buddy of mine from, uh, a, it was a journalist buddy of mine, actually dated this girl in high school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh dated. right i saw you say that on twitter that's yeah. funny wow dated, dated the girl in high school and he was like he tweeted it not i guess not thinking that you know twitter is the world bro you can go viral at any minute and of course he did so now he's like dog my boss just called me and told him <laughs> <laughs> someone said better like el polio loco or kfc or something right yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, they're, they're working there. Yeah, uh, yeah. She's got the. She had the long uh, red hair and like in, in a, in a, in a. She had it all, all tied up. And someone, someone said on Twitter, "Is like, is this Rachel Nichols trying to get back on television?" <laughs> it's pretty funny. <clears throat> all right, so I don't know. I guess there'll be another one. <clears throat> does Minnesota have another home game? I guess it doesn't matter if they're home, right? The, the first protester when we talked to was on the road, right? Well, the one after. Was the road? I don't know. No, Blue Girl. Blue Girl was in Minnesota, right? But then, so I think the first one was. We in should Memphis. probably know her name at this point. Why her name is Alicia. <laughs> Alicia, yeah. But she hashtags yeah. every one of her tweets with Glue Girl. So yeah, all right, all right. We're I like mean, we've like tweeted back and forth like four or five times now at this. You at and her? this point. Yeah, you're like, gonna end up like, hooking up with her, aren't you? I don't this, know. This is what happens. <laughs> it's not gonna be former girlfriend. It's gonna be Glue Girl, <laughs> Martin's girl. <laughs> Thick as glue. All right. Uh, let's do, uh, oh, I want to talk about FanDuel. Yes, this baseball season turned K's into cash and big hits into big wins with FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, new customers could step up to the plate with a risk-free first bet up to $1,000. And with FanDuel, same game parlays, you can turn little bets into big paydays. Just sign up, place your first bet, and FanDuel will refund you up to $1,000 back in site credit. If you don't win, there's no better place to bet America's Pastime, yes, it is America's pastime. Then on America's number one sports book, Parlay Insurance. One of the reasons I love betting on FanDuel. You can go three out of four and get your money back. What a great deal! Great promotions every day. Safe and secure app, and you get paid fast. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up using promo code Extra Points to get started with your risk-free first bet up to a thousand dollars. I have a same-game parlay out there right now. You can see a very a much younger version of me, smug, arms folded. Uh, darker hair. Uh, there you go. Same game parlay. Dodgers money line. Turner, two or more total bases combined. Now, this is the same game parlay plus combined with the Mets to win and Scherzer, six or more strikeouts. My Mets have won uh, five series now. That's pretty good. Dodgers money line. Turner, two or more total bases. Mets and Scherzer, six or more strikeouts. Let's do our play of the day, guys. Uh, I, I might as well stick with it. I have Dodgers minus one and a half over the D-backs and won eight of the last ten. Five and one in their last six Monday games. You guys laugh about Monday games, but we all start the week differently, right? Diamondbacks <laughs> 0 and 5 last five Monday games. Bueller been so so. Merrill mm. Kelly has been lights out for Arizona. I think that does a 180, and we have the Dodgers score big early. And guys, this is what I like. Little tip, little tip for you betters out there. If you lay in the one and a half, actually better to be on the road because you're guaranteed nine times up, right, Check. Did I do the math that right? Makes that sense. Way? There sure. you go. Yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. Those are the nice little tips that uh, the cousin Sal's here to provide for there people you go. like you and me. All right, check. What's your play of the day? Pucks winding down say, here. Yeah. 
Just to just yeah, it is. But well, it's about the heat up, not not necessarily for the Pittsburgh Penguins, but uh, grand mm-hmm. stuff on the way. A week from today, the puck drops uh, playoff style. Uh, meantime, NBA playoffs. Let's parlay those two two of those three home teams there, Mavs. And Brooklyn Nets, Nets again, minus one, um, Mavs minus three. You put those two together, plus 267 is uh, the payout as a parlay. Do it. I like that. You've been successful with the hockey. You and Martin won our last play of the day. There's only one game tonight. How is there only one yeah, game? Yeah, it's not a good one. I don't like to bet. On, that, that's a Marty special. Which team's going to suck uh, a little less tonight? That's, it's Flyers, two Blackhawks. irrelevant NHL teams. Yeah, who cares about either one of those two teams? All right, Martin, which way are you going? Play My of the day. play of the day is going to be the Mavericks, minus three. I like the Dallas to uh, take care of this one. And It did th- go down to three. Uh, since we, we yeah, talked up the Mavericks, already, it right. went down. <laughs> yeah, I, I moved lines, man. I'm sorry. We Get on it now before way. it goes to three and a half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, no, I, and if you want to do a same game parlay here, I would take Brunson over 20 and a half points and Clarkston mm-hmm. over 14 and a half. Okay. To tie that in with the Mavericks on the on the on the money line there or against spread, whichever you so like. So what what's your what's your official pick? Oh, official play is Mavericks minus three. Minus three. All right, there you go. Uh let's take a quick break and then we'll talk NFL draft. All right, guys. It's here. NFL draft. Well, not exactly here. Thursday, though. Uh looking at a lot. Of, I looked at a lot of mock drafts this week. And I looked at Peter King's, which is insane this morning. I mean, he has Thibodeau going like 13th. He has no quarterbacks going till late. And yet it makes as much sense as everyone else's. I mean, I don't know, Sheck, if you saw Maurice Jones Drew has four quarterbacks in the top ten. Is that wrong? Maybe. Is it crazier than everyone else's? I don't know. You can't say it is. I am releasing um, Cousin Sal Mach 1.15. That's I've done 15 mock drafts myself. I held on to the first 14. I've just done them at home. Um, and now I'm going to release the 15th. And then I'm probably going to do five more that no one sees and then release 1.21. So I'm on Mach 1.15 uh, for those of you keeping track of this. And for those of you keeping track of the odds, Trayvon Walker now, Sheck. Expected to go first, odds-wise, on FanDuel.com slash extra points. It was Aiden Hutchinson for a long, long time. He is now second. I don't remember a switch this late in the game in a while between one and two, odds-wise. But I don't know about odds-wise, but you'll remember the 2018 QB intrigue. It was all Sam Darnold right up until two or three days before, and then all of a sudden everybody was like, yeah, of course it's Baker Mayfield. Um, and oh, right. I guess so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This this time yeah. around, we've gone from Kenny Pickett's small hands to Aiden Hutchinson's short arms. This is the this is the intrigue right. of draft week, I guess. Uh, 2022. Um, yeah. I mean, I, as, as long as uh, time wears on, like osteoporosis could set in and you guys could shrink and stuff. So, yeah, you really have to. <laughs> they really need to do the draft sooner rather than later. Yeah, with all this I stuff. do. You know, like I think the thing that. Uh, that is appealing from a narrative uh, for Marty Weiss. I know he's a Saints guy, but still, he's a Michigan mm-hmm. guy as well. Um, I feel like that would be kind of neat. I think they, I, I still think Lions are Malik Willis, but I also think, boy, that's tough to pass up. If Aiden Hutchinson could move down from Ann Arbor, come on, Lions, be cool, have fun, play, right. to, the, play to the fans there and, and take the kid from Michigan. 
Well, you brought up Malik Willis. We're going to go over quarterbacks here. Uh, I mean, there's just so many on uh, on Fandle, so many props. Which team, your, your favorite team, who are they going to draft first? What, what position? Who makes top five? Who makes top ten? Does a tight end get drafted? Does this get drafted? ACC, over-under play. Really, whatever you want, it's there for you on Fandle. Quarterbacks over-unders, a few weeks ago, was two and a half. Everybody was pounding the over. They're like, you know what? We got to make this three and a half. Went up to three and a half. The under is a hefty vig there, minus 250. The over is plus 182. I'm going to say for that one, I'm going to say under. I'm not giving you any value there at minus 250. Here's the teams. Tell me if I'm missing anybody. Detroit, New Orleans, Atlanta, Carolina, Seattle. Those are the five teams I think that would consider a quarterback in the first round. Am I missing somebody? I don't. I think Pittsburgh. Yeah, I don't know why I don't have the, your guys up there, and I've I've seen Tennessee up there too. But I think I'll, only three bite in the first round. I think only Detroit, Atlanta, and New Orleans. That's my gut feeling. Now I know a lot of you are saying, "Well, you're changing your mind from your mock draft uh, seven one point oh seven that no one saw." But I'm still going to go with that. I say only three go in the first round, and let's start Matt Corral. I don't think is one of them, even though you can get yes at minus one thirty five. Check now. The news comes out. He's a mess. He's a party guy. He has character concerns. This is a, an insider. Uh, that that um, floated this to SI. Um, it's a unanimous source. Now, is this just someone being good? Maybe someone has Matt Corral on their radar and is trying to throw you off the scent a little bit, right? It's like you say, oh, she Wait, slept someone? with the whole lacrosse team. She has syphilis. <laughs> no, I made that up. I'm dating her now. See how you all backed off when I started the rumor? She was a slut. Now, now she's mine. Is that what's going on here with Matt Corral? Either way, I say outside. I don't know if Matt in. Corral slept with the with the whole lacrosse. <laughs> That's team what or I'm not, saying. But um, yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, wait, he, a, a guy who learned at the knee of Lane Kiffin's a party guy. Color me yeah. stunned. Um, Someone I said think, he had a I, fight with a, Gretzky's kid in high school. Yeah, is that what that is? That's another that. thing. I saw that yeah. report. Mm. Now I like him a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm with you on the under on that. I think three is is about right. I think the Saints look to given. How they, you know, everybody has talked about how they and a couple other teams mm. got jammed up against the cap when um, when the bill came due a year ago because of COVID and the drop in the cap. I think the Saints probably, with Jameis, um, draft mm. around him rather than draft a draft a one A to challenge him this year. So I think the Saints are out on that. I the thing with as I have said, so uh, who are the three? Who who are the three that take a quarterback in the first round? Who, which three? Detroit teams? or Detroit's pick is used to if they trade if they use get at two Malik Willis. I think a team like Pittsburgh would trade up at the very back end at thirty two to get that pick yeah. so that they could get a, a guy like Sam Howell. That would be two, and pick it goes somewhere whether it's to Washington. I think that's the place to watch for uh, for him unless. He drops all the way to. So you 20. won't pinpoint I, I, three teams. You, you. I mean, you're, you're, no. you're in the spectrum. I'm, I'm, I'm going right. off of. I'm going off of the QB pedigree, not team needs. I'm go, more is what I'm looking at right. there. Although if Malik Willis drops to nine, I would be stunned if Seattle didn't take him. And by the way, I would be surprised if Atlanta ahead of um, Seattle didn't take Malik Willis. I just don't think that any team, as desperate as they may be, are going to reach for Ritter or Corral, I wouldn't be surprised. There's been very little noise about Howell, but he is the guy who 
was considered the prize of the draft one mm. year ago for what that matters. That was the guy. Everybody said, like, oh, in 2022, Sam. All right, we're going to go. I mean, Sheck, Sheck gives us around. all his draft th uh, thoughts. I just on gave one you three. I just gave you three. <laughs> I just told you three. I just said, three I think it's going to be Detroit, Atlanta, and New Orleans. I know, but now we're on to Matt Corral. First round pick, yes, is minus 135. You're saying no. yes or no? Okay, I'm you're saying, saying no. no. I'm saying that. Okay, I'm, I, I agree with you. I think it's Ritter, Willis, and Pickett. I think it's Detroit, Atlanta, and New Orleans. Martin. I could Matt see Matt Corral, Corral being a first-rounder. I could I could see somebody trading up and convincing themselves right. at 30 to 32 to try so to— So you like, think there'll be four or more? Could be four or more if he's, if he's the first-rounder. I would—that gives me cause because I, I like them way better at two and a half, obviously. Mm. Uh, Ritter is the guy I think I might slide. Like I see that you have him under thirty. Like I could see him going. Like I could see him in the second round. Just some of the stuff I was reading out of the athletic about uh, just about the way that scouts were talking about him. Mm -hmm. It's just it, Matt Corral seemed like he had a much better. Even though everybody was talking about how he was uh, partier mm -hmm. and this and that and this and that, but Desmond Ritter, it seems like everybody's saying like he's a really good athlete, but he's not going to have nearly the accuracy. To uh to to make it in the in this league or or can he be accurate enough to make it with his athleticism? That's right. what gives me the cause for concern for him. I think All he right. might drop. I, yeah, the reason I say under is because that throws the Titans in the mix who we didn't even mention. Like for some reason they it got out that they love this guy, whether or not they're willing to uh you know waste or spend a first round pick on him is another thing. Uh, some of these mocks, though, Martin, give Ritter and only Ritter a first-round grade, which is interesting. But listen, it, it, it's all about what you read and what you want to believe. Shaq Ritter, first-rounder or not, 30-and-a-half is actually where they have him. I'm going to say I'm gonna say over that number. I'm going to say he's not over. a first-round pick. Um, I mean, he yeah, could go 32, right? De Detroit, he could be – it could go over and still be a first-rounder, right? That's what's interesting about the yeah. Ritter thing. Because, yeah. again, if, yeah. if it needs to be repeated for the millionth time, it's, yeah. yes, teams like the extra year of control right. that the first-round pick gives you, especially a QB, mm -hmm. but also a wide receiver now with all this uh, weird stuff over the last couple months with wide receivers. And specifically with the Titans, I don't see them going QB because of – Julio Jones is obviously gone. A.J. Brown mm -hmm. is now in question, at least. I don't know what they're going to do about that mess, but assuming that A.J. Brown may not be long for Nashville, then they obviously need to get a, a wide receiver, and so look for them to do something there. And, and mean, they get crushed. If they, move on from, if they move on from Tannehill, they get crushed. Uh, salary cap-wise, they look it's a shit show anyway, but uh, $20 million yeah. hit if they move on from Tannehill this year. Uh, yeah, it's not... Not the way to do it. All right, so Howell is the other one I picked. Uh, yes, is plus 105 for first round. I'm saying no again. I mean, he only met with the Falcons and Panthers. He met with the Colts and Steelers, but I really don't see them grabbing him in the first round. Maybe, Sheck, I'm, you've just gotten into my brain and convinced me that the Steelers are not taking a quarterback in the first round. I think they've so liked him. Yeah, I think they like yeah. Howell and have for some time. I mean, you know, listen, like anybody mm -hmm. else, on minus three, we've talked to all sorts of draft evaluators, quarterback, uh, QB whisperer guys. Uh, our pal Chad Ryder said it's going to be Sam Howell to Pittsburgh at one point. Of course, people do mock drafts and change these things. Then we talked mm -hmm. to, to David Carr, who is in the ear of Mike Sullivan, the Steelers QB coach, who says, oh, they like Matt Corral. Then you just talked to Daniel Jeremiah, and he likes right. Kenny Pickett or maybe Malik Willis there. I do think what Daniel Jeremiah said, though, on uh, Against All Odds last week is it bears repeating. 
ultimately, are you going to be excited if you're the evaluator and you're going to say like, yeah, we drafted Ritter or Corral last year, so we can't uh, go after one of mm-hmm. these QBs a year from now. That that resonates with me. I think those guys are second round guys. Those two I just named for you. That's exactly Hal, right. First round guy. Hal's a first round guy, I think. That is, you. oh, you think he is a first round guy? Yeah. I thought oh. that's my third guy. I think it's Willis, Pickett, Howell. I think those are your three first round QBs. Because, but isn't it? All right, so you think he's ready to start then? I mean, I don't think I don't think the first round Not guys Pittsburgh. are gonna. If he went to Pittsburgh, it would be perfect. I think that that would be exactly what they want to do. Is like we're gonna run yeah. with Trubisky, and uh, then we get this kid behind him. See, I don't know if you I don't know if you spend the first rounder on someone who has to sit for a year. I, I mean, it, it, it's. It's not a lot of times the case. I know it was with Trey Lance, but that almost happened by accident. He just wasn't ready, right? And uh, everything, you know, Howell, obviously, out of all the guys we mentioned, his stock dropped the most, right, with UNC. Like you said, yeah. last year at this time, he was going, no, he was definitely going to be one of the top I think two. he could now, start, by the way. I think Howell could be a starter. in. No, I know, but guys, it just— We always talk this it seems, conversation— yeah. We always do this like, ah, he's got to sit for a year. It, it almost never happens that the that the, a first-round QB, yes, Trey Lance did it, yes, Patrick yeah. Mahomes did it, but the, but those examples are few and far between. Generally, well, that's like why I say, don't think he's a first-round You round use or, a first-round yeah. pick, you, you, you yeah. use it. I do think the Steelers specifically are going to try to have their cake and eat it too. If they go, if they get the 20 and Pickett or Willis are off the board, I don't think any of those QBs that are left – grade as the 20th player to get i think they hmm. maybe would take a receiver there let's see if one of those uh, corners drops and then they try to trade up at the back end because kevin colbert has committed to leaving the steelers with a quarterback of the future and that would be sam Howell, all right will is still favored to go to P- pittsburgh right did i get that hmm. wrong again no, it's maybe still they'll trade up to uh, get him i guess first quarterback willis minus 140 Pickett plus 150 and, uh, yeah, so that's what they're saying. All right, Martin, uh, what do we think with Howell? I think he's a second-rounder. Uh, but yeah. I, I I do think, though, weird, I think the Washington Commanders are going to do – I think they'll make the a – what? Like, I think they're going to do something that's that's out that's unorthodox. I think, like, I wouldn't be surprised to see them, like, not take a first-round quarterback, but, like, trade up and – do something efficient, like to affect their quarterback room. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, even though they did trade for Carson Wentz earlier this year, like like uh, like Dave was talking about earlier, how the Saints are gonna um, kind of draft around Jameis instead of draft to compete with Jameis. I yeah. think they're gonna draft to compete with Carson Wentz. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. Um, I agree. Um, but I think how I think how is gonna be like a second round guy because like with the idea of. Like we don't want to walk in and make him the franchise guy immediately, feeling like he's going to be the guy who's supposed to walk in, a la like Baker Mayfield or whatever. Like when Baker Mayfield didn't start Week One, everybody's like, "What's happening here? Why is Tyrod Taylor right. starting?" Right. So I don't. I think that I think I can. I foresee him being in a quarterback competition of some kind, and that's why I think he's going to be in the second round. All right. So we're all going under three and a half. But Shaq, you think there's three exactly? I think there's three and uh, exactly. Martin, you're. Skeptical. I have three as well. You, Three as well. It's yeah. it's minus two. By the way, on one one yeah. more side note prediction for you. I think the Panthers don't take a QB ultimately mm. because Matt Rule can't afford it career wise. They can't have another five. They can't be five and twelve and have him keep his job in all likelihood. Like, don't worry, we got the quarterback of the future. Yeah, it's enough already, Matt Rule. You were supposed to hit the ground running. This is now three years through. Right. I think that what you'll see is. Carolina won't take a QB. That's why I think a guy like Pickett might slide a little bit. And um, 
and because I think Baker Mayfield will go to the Carolina Panthers when it's all said and done. Interesting. Oh, the trades could the be great. Oh, Debo could be traded. It could be a lot of fun. Well, I'm going Detroit Atlanta. I agree with you. I don't think Carolina, uh, the odds makers say we're wrong, though, because they have Pickett, who is projected to be a first rounder, going to Carolina plus 175. Like I said, the Steelers still favored to nab Malik Willis at two to one. Check our Lions, Malik to the Lions is get, shot up to 10 to one now, if you want that. So. Lots of fun. And, uh, We're going to talk Thursday. Spaghetti, too. Spaghetti's been on that one for a long time as well. The Lions, yeah. That's right. Spaghetti got mad that he wasn't getting credit for that. Spaghetti, we're giving you credit. Thank you. I appreciate it. I, I also picked last minus three that Trayvon Walker would be the first overall pick, and now he's the odds-on favorite wow. the first overall. So I'm ahead Good of job. the curve. You yeah. and uh, Jeff Schwartz was uh, taking a lap on that, too. All right. Who knows? Who the hell knows? It's very weird. You know, I'm seeing a lot of Schefter, I think, reported that Many more teams are trying to trade down than are trying to trade up, and there's just no desire to trade up. So I hope that doesn't mean we get just a run of offensive linemen just like 15 in a row before someone takes a receiver. That would suck. That's not fun for me. Maybe some people like that. but uh, nah, we'll be, who, who has yeah. fun with that? People like to pretend nah. they have any understanding. Oh, oh, they got him? Oh, great. Yeah. He's Central stud. Michigan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. Thursday will be back. Grader. That's my that's my favorite thing in first round of the draft. Everybody is compared to a future Hall of Famer. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Martin, you're our Hall of Famer. You're you're now dating the glue girl, the glue lady. <laughs> Come out. You can't talk like that because the girl I am dating what? actually listens to all of this stuff. I'm sorry, I'm not like you guys. <laughs> you're gonna give me I'll all types like of trouble. That. You mentioned, like, oh, we're emailing, oh, we're doing this, we're texting. She said this to me. It's like, come on, give me a break. This sounds familiar. I don't know. No, you'll be all right. Uh, we'll be back Thursday. Shaq, you got, uh, you have minus three times two this week. What do you got coming up? Well, we uh, we may kibitz with the aforementioned Maurice Jones-Drew because mm. it is an annual uh, right to hear the uh, the Maurice Five, the sad story of the five running backs that were drafted ahead of him and how vexed <laughs> he gets as it goes along. So I hope we can do that for you at some point this week. Either way, lots of draft talk, lots of playoff talk in the couple of sports uh, in there the year now. Lemon Pepper Parlay, Martin and Mark Gunnels. And Mark, this is a special one because Mark is going to be picking from the cap of consequences for saying that there would be more than one and a half sweeps in this first round. Martin was wise to go under, although a little nervous, a little nervous, but came through. We got to put some uh, nasty stuff in there for uh, Gunnels. Yeah, he has no idea what's coming. He doesn't. Burnt ends. Yeah. How do you and translate I like it like that? that. Burnt ends? How do you ends? give him burnt ends? Like burn his butt? No, that would be Oh, I see. You don't want to oh, commit a felony here, but oh, Joe Babyface, you got a, you got any ideas for this for the cap for uh, Mark? I don't know how we haven't done a uh, a haircut by one Dave Damashek yet. Oh, I mean, interesting. He, he, Maybe yeah. Sheck comes Ooh. in and car, and cuts Mark's hair. That's a prize though for somebody. And then they go That'd right to nice the Renaissance Fair. I'll be honest, that might be I might have to resign. <laughs> like Dave Damashek <laughs> cut it. my hair? No, I'm done. <laughs> I'm out. This. Look at this head of hair. This exactly is my point. Color. That's exactly this my point. So good. Thank goodness All this right. is an audio medium. <laughs> You're right. It kind of is. Uh, except when we do the cap of consequences, everyone's going to see it. Um, all right. There you go. Against all odds today. Uh, what do you got? We got Megan Fun of Sports and Megan's on with Spaghetti. And that's it. We'll be back Thursday and a lot going on. The Extra Points Podcast Network reminded everyone. You may feel like underdogs, but please, please remember, you're all my favorites.